the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were beside the sea, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you were looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on the Son of Man that God the Father has sealed. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom God has sent. So they said to them, So they said to Jesus, what sign are you going to give us then so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written. God gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praised Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Imagine it. The plate is placed on the table in front of you, and you look at the food, perhaps with curiosity, or maybe anticipation, maybe a bit of apprehension, because the food looks strange. The food looks a little weird to you. And then you think it, and maybe in some situations you say it, what is it? Now, depending on how you say it, it will sound differently to the cook or to the host or your dining companion. What is it? Or, hmm, what is it? Now, some of my cooking is granted that way, sometimes with wonderment or with gratitude or sometimes a little bit of, I don't know for sure if I want to eat that. Well, maybe you are a finicky eater. You can take an online quiz, of course, and find out the results to find out if you are truly a picky eater. Some foods on the picky eater list, black olives, anchovies, eggplant, Brussels sprouts, avocado, blue cheese, tofu, mango, turnips, liver. How did you do? I think there are only three that I wouldn't want to touch. We are in a society that obsesses over foods Many in our country live with food insecurity. 
And a new book called Franchise explores the complicated role of McDonald's and fast food in, in African-American communities amid the rising rates of obesity and diabetes. Meanwhile, others are like reading labels, going on diets, worrying about health, or obsessed with the perfect body images we see in advertising. So what is it? Either, either we overindulge, or we don't allow ourselves the simple pleasure of eating. One writer says, it would not be a gross exaggeration to say that the Bible is a culinary manual, concerned from start to finish about how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, and I would add, and who to eat with. What is it? That is my favorite line from the first reading from Exodus. The story of the Israelites wandering in the wilderness. How quickly they forget they were slaves in Egypt, that life was hard. They're longing for the meat and the melons and the home-baked bread of Egypt. And they do what we do, right? They complain, they whine, they murmur against Moses. You brought us out here to die. We detest, we despise this miserable food like cactus soup every meal. Take us back to the good old days. Yet God hears their cry. God provides what they need. God provides what we need, even if it's not always what we want. And the text says that God rains down bread from heaven. Every morning, there's this fine, flaky substance on the ground. You could call them protein flakes, if you want. And you know what the people say when they see it? What is it? In Hebrew, manhu means that. What is it? But I wonder, was it a cynical, what is it? Or was it a grateful, hmm, what is it? Or was it a curious, what is it? It's a great question. What is it? What is it about these times? What is it about masks, vaccines, viruses? What is it about the never-ending growing antagonism between Americans? Or the fear and the cynicism and the COVID exhaustion? What is it about weather patterns out of control Take us back to Egypt. Take us back to the good old days. Sure, they weren't perfect, but we had what we needed. Now we're not so sure. Yeah, God provides manna, but what's God providing us these days? The miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 last week, is Jesus going to pull off that kind of magic in our secular, cynical time? What is it? What is going to get us through this? If you read between the lines, our Lord Jesus is also a bit cynical in the gospel today. After the great multi multiplication of the loaves and fishes last week, the crowds are hungry for more. Sure, Jesus heals and feeds people, reaches out to needy people, but now he's going deeper. You're just back to find me because you ate your filth got your fill of the wonder bread. But there's a deeper hunger, a hunger for true and abundant life, a hunger for meaning, a hunger for justice, a hunger that only God can fill. And then this Jesus, 
of the Gospel, John, drops a doozy. One of the 26 I am statements in John, calling to mind the I am God of the Hebrew scriptures. What is it? Becomes who is it? I am the bread of life, Jesus says. I am the manna that God provides. Come to me and you will never be hungry. Come to me and you will be satisfied. The medieval mystic Catherine of Siena wrote, you eternal trinity are table and food and waiter for us. What is it? What kind of bread is it? Wonder bread? Whole wheat, multigrain, pita, non tortilla, makes me think of bread at communion. How can it not? How many of you grew up with the manna-like wafers that some of us had that literally melted in your mouth? Raise your hand. Some of us grew up with those kind of wafers. Now there's home-baked bread for communion. But I wonder how many of you experienced this, the little pre-packaged sanitary bread and white combo kits tear off one side and there's a wafer, turn it over, tear off the other side, and there's a mini shot glass of wine. How many of you have experienced that at some churches? I say, how many ways can you say it? What is it? Well, for Lutheran and sacramental Christians, the Eucharist, Holy Communion, is what God provides to feed us, to nourish us, to sustain us, to strengthen us through the wilderness of this world. Now, during the pandemic, all of us, churches all over this nation, had to think quickly, experiment with the best they could. Many churches fasted from Holy Communion. Others served it outside or even in a parking lot with people in their cars, with communion brought to them. Others experimented with online communion. What have we learned? How does God provide? Can you experience community online? How do we gather as the body of Christ? Churches, bishops, pastors, people will be talking about this and writing about this for decades to come, I assure you. Now, a century ago, some Lutherans had communion four times a year. Anybody remember that? Or they're, like my parents had communion. I got at least a couple hands. My parents had communion four times a year, whether you needed it or not. But for decades, many Lutherans, including many in our congregation, have helped us move passionately toward the Eucharist every Sunday as the very heart of our life together. But now many of us are out of the habit or, or we're not in person at church every Sunday. Or some, sadly, have realized that they can live without it. What is it? What is this mystery of Christ's real presence among us? The body of Christ, not only in the bread, but in the body of Christ, the community gathered, supporting us. Not to mention the body of Christ and those poor and those needy within our worlds. We have learned, I have learned, that we can experience more online than we thought. That you can experience community online. The Eucharist, however, is an embodied sacrament, a communal meal, a gift of God we most fully experience together. Now, I hope I'm not just longing for the good old days, pre-COVID, two years ago, 
But I hope it will soon be time when we can all gather safely together in person. For there is something here that God provides. Beautiful, sacred space. The gift of singing together and receiving the bread of life together. What is it? Let's keep asking that question about everything, to be open to the mystery. For God is manna, and God is food, and God is grace, and the bread of life satisfies our hunger, even and especially in these times. Amen.